Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Jackson trying to escape and run for it, and he's got it more. Lamar Jackson down the sideline. Will they give it to him? They will. Touchdown, Baltimore. And with 117 left to play on Wild Card Weekend, the Hayes in the Barn. Oh my God! I wish you guys could. I wish we had a camera in here so you could see what we're doing. We're just a bunch of <laughs> clowns in here. <laughs> How much fun is that? What is up, you guys? It is Jake here. Uh, we're bringing you guys a little interview pod here today. Wanted to go ahead and quickly preface it uh, with the fact that it's going to be with Sean Hubbard, the Ravens team photographer for upwards of 14 years, I believe he said. I uh, reached out to Sean a couple weeks back, uh, which is around the time we recorded it pre-draft. So we're going to be putting this out post-draft. I'm not exactly sure when, but that's when you guys are going to be listening to this. Uh, he was kind enough to hop on with me uh, for about a 45-minute chat on uh, everything that's gone into his photography, his career as a photographer, his work with the Ravens. It's a really, really interesting chat. He's a fun guy. Uh, it was really fun to talk with him and uh, kind of get some inside baseball stuff on uh, how he approaches his job. You've definitely seen his work. Uh, if you are at all within Ravens social media circles, they promote him heavily. Uh, his stuff gets you know pushed out on pretty much all their social media pages, rightfully so, because he's very talented. And uh, this was a really, really fun you know chat with him. I've been kind of having this one circled on the the old bucket list for a while. So I was glad that he uh, responded quickly and hopped on with me and gave me so much time and uh, good info. So without further ado, I'm going to throw it over to our interview with Sean Hubbard. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest. It's Mr. Sean Hubbard. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, rather than me attempting to uh, describe just who it is you are and kind of botching it, how about you quickly describe uh, your career and uh, your work with the Ravens here for the audience? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm a commercial sports and advertising photographer. Uh, I've been a team photographer for the Ravens for uh, going on 14 seasons now. Um, It's not a full-time gig with them. Uh, All the photography positions are contract work. So um, I freelance for a variety of other clients for different things. Um, But I've been an official team photographer for most of that time. Um, After a couple of years, kind of figuring out what what my role was with the team. Uh, Started back in about 2007-ish. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, that's, you know, really interesting work that you do. And I think this is going to be a fun chat because of it. And a lot of our audience is going to love it because uh, I know you get a ton of love on social media from all of us, myself included. It's uh, it's really good stuff. But uh, I'm curious as to like your origin story with it a little bit, uh, kind of how exactly you got into photography in the first place, if you could even sum that up briefly. 
Yeah, briefly might be challenging. Uh, it's, it's a funny story, and sometimes I hate telling it. But um, so, you know, I, I did photography in college um, after a failed attempt to start out in graphic design and uh, didn't really know what it meant to be a professional photographer. You know, I, I kind of thought, you know, I knew I didn't, I wasn't going to be like a fine artist. I wasn't going to be selling work like uh, in, in that regard. So when I graduated, I, I kind of thought, you know, maybe I'll go work for a photography company and I'll be, I'll just do that. Like I, without much more detail than that. And um, so, you know, my experience in college was, you know, black and white film, you know, more fine art type stuff without, you know, real purpose behind it. Um, I, I played uh, competitive sports in college. So I did photograph uh, a little bit of the team that I was on, but um when I got out of college, I started looking for, you know, photography studios, photography jobs, whatever that meant. And uh, I came across this uh, place uh, that was kind of like uh, like a school portrait, uh, youth sports kind of place. Uh, I, I didn't know that's what it was when I went. They had like an open house. It was like looking for photographers, studio work. I went in there with a portfolio and I quickly realized that it was not what I thought it was going to be. It was um, and they were, they were basically accepting everybody and I, no one asked to see my portfolio. So I was a little wounded there, but I was like, oh, you know, like I got, it. it's like two weeks out of school. I'll, I'll start, I'll start here and we'll see where it ends up. And, uh, so long story short, you know, I, I learned how to be a photographer in, in a professional sense from, you know, doing school portraits, youth league photos. I started shooting action photos. That's how I learned how to become an action photographer. I was, I was photographing like, you know, middle school kids playing a variety of sports and, uh, so I kind of became like sort of like a senior personnel there within that company and got experience doing that. And that led to years later, I was shooting, um, you know, a football tournament, like the Maryland Youth Football Championships or something like that in m Bank Stadium. And just shooting action photos, I've been there all day. And um, I ran into uh, a guy who I was an acquaintance with from, from college. He played football, I played rugby. We met once or twice before. And uh, he was there on behalf of the Ravens as their, at the time, youth marketing coordinator. And we got talking. It was like, you know, we have like a team photographer, but we know we always look for photographers to cover events like this. You know, if you're interested in it, literally at the time, I mean, I had not photographed college sports. I mean, I was literally photographing kids, maybe some high school. And so I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I went home. Uh, I didn't even really have like a, a really good sports portfolio. I just kind of put together all my youth sports stuff. And I was like, well, you know, like either they'll get it or they'll just laugh me out of the building. So, um, you know, I sent them some pictures and uh, they really liked it. Uh, that off season, they hired me for some youth sports camps. Um, then they brought me in for a training camp and time I was focusing on basically everything, but, you know, action on the field. So like the fans, the cheerleaders, all the peripheral stuff, the pageantry, just making it look good and fun. And, um, yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. That's awesome. And, uh, I hope you don't, you, uh, take this kind of as an insult, but it's a, a little bit more of an unconventional profession. Right. And so I'm curious, like with it kind of being that creative endeavor, was there a point where you were like, okay, I'm pretty good at this. I'm ready to turn this into a profession, a career. Or did it kind of just happen organically there? Like you described it. It just happened. I mean, I still, I still, you know, don't feel prepared for some of the stuff that I do, but that's, what's exciting about it. You know, it's like, you get a call for a job and you're like, wow, can I do that? And then you just do it. Um, so yeah, it was very, it was very slow progression. Like I said, you know, I, when I got my foot in the door at the Ravens, um, I had been shooting youth sports. So I certainly, I didn't feel ready. Like I was going to, you know, be ready to photograph the NFL, but I, I didn't let that stop me. I just sort of like applied what made my photos stand out even from, you know, at that point in my career, you know, focusing on emotion and sort of like the behind the scenes, the documentary type stuff. 
And I just sort of was myself and, and applied that to shooting the NFL. And, and I remember, you know, the first time I walked into the stadium for a game, like I, I had no idea what to expect. I never photographed professional sports before had my book bag on. Like I was like so green and um, I was just like, all right, just, just do you. And, and that's kind of led me through every step of my career. Yeah, I can so relate to that because like I've been doing this for pretty much two years at this point, I think. And uh, we actually have gotten the chance, you know, the, the blessing to interview some big names like like Ed Reed, for example. And I'm just like, like, you're just flying by the seat of your pants, I feel like a little bit. Oh, totally. You know, and that's and that's um, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, like if you ever feel like you're you're overly prepared or you got this and it's no piece of cake, that's, you know, then that's when you start making mistakes and, you know, thinking you're your hot stuff. And it just doesn't, you know, it's never worked out that well for me. So uh, I've always um, felt like, you know, I wouldn't back down to any opportunity that came my way and try to prepare the best you can and, and not overthink it too much. Awesome. And kind of forgive me if this is a, a little bit of a deeper cut here, but when did you, like when you took the the full-time status or you made it your profession or whatever, did you kind of have any reservations about it becoming less of a creative passion of yours and more of just kind of like a job type thing? Or have you found that to even be the case at all? You still really, really enjoy doing it. You have that passion? Yeah. So that was definitely the case early on. So I was working for this company and I was working like, you know, 50, 60 hour weeks, like, uh, and I was doing photography, but I wasn't doing anything creative, essentially. Like, um, no one there really cared about a creative aspect. It was more like volume, you know, just, this is what we do. It's very cookie cutter. And I always had aspirations to like be creative and do, you know, I was slowly doing things on my own at the time. And, um, so yeah, so I, 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 at that point, you know, eventually came to a head where I was kind of like, telling them how they should run their business. And, you know, it, I like to think of it as it was a mutual decision, but essentially I got fired. And, uh, <laughs> and that was the opportunity for me to finally like invest myself into the creative part of the business and to say like, okay, I'm like, I'm not just bogged down by this 50 hour work week. And the last thing I want to do when I get home at the end of the day is like pick up a camera and like do creative work on my own. So um, that was the, the kind of start of, the, of, of pursuing that creativity. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you know, you, I've been doing this a long time. So it's like, there are certainly jobs that you do that, you know, sometimes you pay the bills and maybe like, I don't have the most creative fulfillment in them. But as far as like the work I do for the Ravens, like, I mean, I love every second of it, you know, like, uh, every, you know, every year is a new opportunity. Every game is a new opportunity every practice. Um, I try to not get complacent because I know there's a, a line of people around the block that would gladly, uh, accept, uh, my job, um, you know, in a heartbeat. So I try to, you know, always push myself and, you know, push creativity and push new ideas and never get complacent. Um, because, you know, as you may know, you know, the, the football season and how everything is, is sort of set up is meant to be very much the same thing week after week after week. So the players get into a rhythm and they know what to expect. And that can be very monotonous from a creative standpoint when you're trying to capture that. Because if you let yourself, you can just create the same pictures every week. Obviously, different things happen on the field. But as far as like the routines that surround that stuff, it's all very much the same practice pregame warmup. So um, I'm constantly trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and, you know, trying to get something that I didn't get before, which the longer you do it is more challenge. But that's kind of how I thrive and, and really enjoy uh, trying to be different. So you have you've never had that like traditional office job type thing is what I'm gleaning here. That sounds pretty, pretty good setup, honestly. Never. No, well, I mean, the, the company that I worked for, it was definitely like, you know, I was in the office and it was definitely sort of like a more nine to five, although it was still pretty much unconventional. I was still working a lot of weekends. 
but as far as, you know, that's the only time I've had a boss really. Um, obviously, um, you know, I've been with the Ravens a long time, so I had people that I answer to there. Um, but I'm, it's not full time, you know, it's, um, it's, it's contract work. And so I have the people there that I, that I report to, and then we talk about things, but, um, yeah, I've been able to, to be my own boss for pretty much my whole career, which has been great. Self-employed. Awesome. So in that same vein, like what are some of the really specific things, if you could nail down a few that are like really fun about the uh, profession for you? Um, to me, it's just, you know, um, putting my spin on something that's, that's sort of unfolding in front of me. And, and part of what I do is sort of like, you know, as a documentarian and, and recording history and, um, you know, but I always just try to, for the most part, whenever I can to inject like my creativity, whether that's into like techniques that I use composing, um, I, I, I've try to build a style. I think my work is somewhat recognizable at this point. And, um, you know, that's, it's been awesome that I can sort of like help, you know, bring that, uh, to the team and sort of have, um, that kind of stand, um, in history. And, you know, I just, I don't know if there's any specific things, um, you know, but I just try to, I just try to vary what I do um, to, to just always be creative. Like I, I'm never satisfied with just like straightforward cut and dry. Here we go. Um, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, use the access that I have to differentiate my work from what you're going to see on something like, you know, Associated Press or Getty or, or Baltimore Sun. Like, you know, I, I don't take for granted that I have really great access and, um, it would, you know, do the team a disservice if I shot pictures just like everyone else. So like my goal is, um, to make pictures that aren't accessible by anyone else but me. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And as someone who does podcasting on the side, I think I've mentioned I can relate a little bit uh, to to what you do, but I have a tough time explaining it to people at times. Is that kind of a problem that you find yourself having when you're talking to people, kind of explaining what you do, or do you have a, a simple explanation that you can fall back on this point? Yeah, it's hard to put in the words. I mean, I think people always have like in their head what they think it is to be a photographer. And uh, sometimes that can just be very topical. I take pictures and and I I never approach it as just taking pictures. Um, I'm trying to create something. Um, so I don't I don't I don't typically have to explain it too much. Like I think, you know, the good thing about working in a visual medium is that people can see it um, and they may not always understand what goes into making a picture. Um, but you know, that's sort of like that internal reward that I get, um, being able to look at my work and know what I had to maybe overcome to get a particular photograph. Obviously, like I, I want the viewers to be able to appreciate a photograph if they know nothing about it. Like I wanted to tell a story and, um, but there's little things like that, 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 that keep me going inside, like sort of the personal moments behind, uh, the pictures that I make, um, that keep me inspired. Nice. And I guess in that same vein, what do, what do you think like the biggest misconception, both about your job and just art or uh, photography as an art form are? I, I think maybe that it's just like a, a glamorous uh, thing and that like I'm best friends with all the players and that I know like insider team stuff about, you know, the draft or whatever. And um, it's definitely a lot less glamorous than most people think. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of long hours. And and um you know, that's, that's, I think that's typically people will sort of equate, you know, being a photographer with a bit more of a glamorous lifestyle. And, and it's, 
it's it's not quite that. <laughs> yeah, some people some people think that like I have inside info sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm just a blogger. Like, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, it's 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 kind of tough in that respect when you're kind of like tangentially related to the team. Like the social media people complain about the same thing. I think it's it's kind of a funny funny dynamic, but you know, totally. kind of yeah. Getting into that, like, if you could kind of paint a picture for us, I'm curious, like, to hear you break down what a typical day looks for you looks like for you when you're going to shoot for the Ravens just like start to finish yeah well I mean I, I do a lot of I mean I'm not like I said I'm not there every day so like basically you know as a whole like so like in season I'm I'm basically I'm photographing practice uh one day a week I'm photographing a game uh last year was obviously a little bit different so a lot of things were different than they had been in previous years but you know th- there may be like some community events um uh peppered in there and then we have things like media day which are you know a lot bigger productions and uh, cheerleader photos and stuff like that. But, um, you know, so the game day is probably what, you know, like most people see at my work. So, um, you know, I, I typically, if, you know, we have like a one o'clock game, I get to the stadium about four hours early. Um, I'm, I live pretty close. So actually I've been fortunate enough to walk, um, to the, to the stadium, uh, with exception of last year. Um, because there was no crowds and no traffic. So it was easier for me to drive and not have to worry about getting stuck in traffic to only go a couple of blocks home. But, um, so yeah, so, um, you know, I, I basically, there, there are a few things that say like I have to shoot and then, you know, like they may be on a shot list. Um, but for the most part, I kind of get to just do, do what I do and, and make my decisions. And, um, so, you know, like I'll have to go and, and photograph the players, uh, walking in, uh, that's like big for social media with whatever they're wearing and whatnot. So that's like something that I, I know I have to do and it's pretty cut and dry. Like it's, it's, it's hard to be creative with something like that. They just need a picture to, for social media. And then, um, you know, that's a couple hours before the game. And, you know, sort of like the last player will come in about, I think they have to be in the locker room, like two hours before the game. Uh, it's usually like Lamar comes in last. Um, so, and then, um, you know, after that, you know, um, there are uh, pregame uh, warmups, like the players, uh, individual players will come out. So, you know, I'm just basically what I'm looking for. I mean, like whether it's a home game or an away game, I'm just like analyzing the the surroundings that I'm at. You know, I, I actually prefer shooting away games because it gives me sort of a different canvas and I'm not seeing the same thing. I'm seeing with more fresh eyes and, you know, it's different lighting and different colors and different shapes. And, you know, so like before the players even come out, like I'm, I'm, like in the tunnel where the players are going to walk out. I'm, I walk around the field a couple of times. Like I'm looking for spots that I think a player could walk through. Obviously everything I do is, is, is undirected, right? So whatever happens, happens. But, but I try to do the research ahead of time to see these areas that I like, I would like to feature. And if I think, Oh, a player will walk through that, then, then it's like a waiting game. So like, you know, I try to, um, you know, the, the, the time before the game starts is really the, where I enjoy the most because once the game starts, you know, creativity sort of takes a backseat to sort of practicality and just capturing what happens in a split second. And, you know, you're sort of lucky if you can make it creative, but for the most part, you're just, you want to make sure it's in focus and you got it in frame and, and you're not missing anything. So pregame is sort of a more of an opportunity to be creative and inject sort of myself into what, what's going on. So, you know, it, it's a lot of hit or miss, like, um, I, like I said, like if I, if I find a really cool spot in the stadium where there's like a specific light coming down, like I'll just wait there. And, and, you know, uh, sometimes you wait, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And like when the player walks through that you want to feature, 
like a security guard walks through or another player walks the opposite way and it's totally room. But like I said, like I would rather wait, you know, 15 minutes for a shot that I truly believe in that may not work out than just, you know, spray and pray and shoot whatever without putting much thought into it. So, um, so yeah, so the pregame, you know, uh, when individual guys come out, you know, evolves into when the team warm up uh, happens. And again, just trying to, you know, just trying to do the same thing when we're away game. I'm trying to, you know, set the tone for where we're at, you know, and trying to like showcase, you know, um, that we're not at, at the home stadium and what's what's unique about where we're at and trying to feature, you know, put that into the into photos to give it a sense of place. And like I said, you know, once the game starts, then, um, you know, it's sort of like all, all bets are off, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, uh, after the game, you know, you, you, I typically try to get quarterback handshake um, and, and any other like sort of activity on the field. Obviously, like last year was a lot different with access and I wasn't even allowed on. The, I wasn't even on the field for some of the um, some of the away games. I wasn't allowed to travel. Um, so that's all different. And then, you know, at the end at the end of the day, I walk home with about. Six thousand or so photos. Um, and I sort of call that down into, you know, my favorites. I make, uh, I make the Ravens a, a web gallery of like my favorite pictures from the game, uh, which normally the number fluctuates between like how good the game was. Um, but let's say it's around like 50 pictures or so, maybe more. They, they try to encourage me to do more just because they, that's like, it's all about how many view, page views they can get. But I, I try to, I try not to put a lot of fluff in there. I try to put, you know, sort of the, just the, the best images and not a lot of filler in there. And then that's a couple hours after the game. And then, um, then I process all sort of the best images. So like, like 6,000, maybe like say 50 go to a, like a, the web gallery. And then I deliver probably between two and 300 of the final best images within about a day of the game. So that's kind of my game day workflow. How long does that uh, sifting process take? Uh, it's gotten a lot quicker. You know, it's, it's definitely... Um, I don't know if I could put an exact time on it, but like I, I can get, you know, say like I take first, I take 6,000 photos down to about a thousand, uh, just cause like I kind of pick through everything I'd ever want to keep. Um, and that I can probably do I mean, definitely less than an hour. Um, you just, you just know what you're looking for when you do it right after the game. You like, even if you, you take a shot of like 25 photos of a play, well, you know, like, okay, like I know the moment's coming and you kind of go through the ones earlier on before that. Um, so I, yeah, it's, and with camera technology now, like the cameras tend to take more and more frames per second, like every year. So it, it gets more and more photos to, to sort through, but that's, uh, I think it's a good price to pay for, you know, getting that exact moment that you want. Yeah. And I think sticking with that theme of it being like both a job, but also like a creative passion, do you go into like a game day or whatever it might be, might be with like images in your head of what you're going to want to capture? Cause it sounds like you've got that creative side of it going on, but you've also got these bullet points you need to hit for the team. Is it kind of just like a free flowing process like that? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I definitely, um, you know, sometimes I premeditate on images like very early on in the week. Maybe it's, you know, from seeing inspiration somewhere else. Um, uh, or sometimes things just pop like when I'm kind of doing that pregame survey. Um, you know, a lot of stuff, again, look, just happens so like, organically. Like you go into it with a plan. And like I said, like, you can plan for, you know, like if I get there early and I was like, oh, this, this spot would be really cool. 
you know, and again, like then like somebody moves something in that area or just like players aren't going to be, be there. So you have to be willing to adapt. But yeah, I definitely, you know, I don't know if I like pre-visualize like specific images, um, but definitely I'm planning and, you know, I have multiple tiers of plans because, you know, like I'm trying to get variety too. So like I, I maybe I have that, that spot where I photograph, you know, a player. Once I feel like I've gotten a really good shot of, I may shoot a couple players, you know, then, you know, I got to move on and go to the next thing. And then that may be something that I've preconceived or maybe something I just noticed um, from, from what I was doing. So um, it changes like typically the, like um, the kinds of requests I get for the team are just to get shots of a certain player. Um, maybe it's a new player or whatever that they just don't have a lot of images of. Um, it's, it's very rarely like a contrived shot, you know um, you know, like we want, the back of Lamar's jersey come through the tunnel like all the stuff that you see like that is typically um I just kind of think of that stuff you know like for example like you know like when when Ray Lewis you know walked out of the tunnel for the last time um I think it was against Indianapolis the year we won the Super Bowl you know like I knew I knew that I didn't want to photograph I had photographed Ray coming out of the tunnel dozens of times you know and everyone's seen that angle and I I knew I had this idea in my head of, of from inside the tunnel, Ray walking out with the smoke and Ray kind of walking into the next chapter. And like, I just, I, I pitched this idea. I, the, the week before I had shot some test images of some other players, um, kind of like showing, you know, what I wanted to do. And I, and I pitched it to the Ravens and they were like, great. Um, Cause we knew like I have, you know, at the time there was another photographer, uh, Phil Hoffman who's actually been around, uh, with the team longer than me. He's been the original photographer there since 96. Um, and now we have also another photographer, Joey Poloni, um, who uh, covers game day with us. But I, I, I knew he was going to get the, the the front angle. And so like having someone else there to get like sort of like a safe shot is always great when you want to maybe take a risk or do something a little more creative so you have your bases covered. Do you kind of quickly know when you take one whether, okay, I like that one or that one's probably going on the cutting room floor? Um, sometimes like it depends on like what stage of uh, the day and the game it is like, sometimes I don't even have time to look um, at the back of the camera, like pregame happens really, really fast. And you're taking quick glances to, to um, you know, to check your exposure and see if it's in focus and check your composition. But you rarely have time to like really analyze the shots like this. I don't, I don't choose between like, if I took, you know, 30 or 40 images of like a scene, like I don't have time to pick the best image. You know, I do transmit images, you know, obviously we live in the world of social media. so. I have a wireless transmitter that I can send images right from my camera to the Raven social media team so they can get them up right away. Um, but even then, like I try my best to pick what I think is the best one, but I, I hate the fact that I would have to like, you know, spend too much time looking at the back of the camera and miss a moment in front of me. So I'm always trying to be as efficient as I can. So sometimes, you know, like I, with action shots, you typically like, know you got it because you know, the play happens, you got a little bit of time to look at it. And as you're more looking for that one moment, it's pretty easy to see which moment you have versus what you don't. So sometimes, you know, but, um, you know, I typically just kind of like keep my head down, focus on what's next and, and try to do the best I can. Nice. You've touched on this a little bit already, but kind of how would you best summarize the amount of access you get and like how you best try to take advantage of it? Yeah, I mean, up until last year, I had, you know, I don't want to say all access, but I mean, I pretty much had comparatively to what I see some other photographers getting throughout the league. I mean, I had great access, you know, I'm in the locker room. Um you know, uh, pregame, halftime, um, 
you know, the, the, you know, there's been, there's a few, a few times when, when that's been restricted, it didn't start off that way. I mean, I, I was with the team for a number of years before I ever was able to go into the locker room. And um, that actually didn't even really start until like around the Super Bowl run. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just have to tr- I treat it with an immense amount of, of respect and, uh, and, you know, it's all about having trust, right? Like they, they trust me that, that uh, I'm going to do right by the team and respect that access and, and um, you know, not, not do anything that would, that would be detrimental to the team. And, you know, so I still try to, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to be, I want to make truthful images. I'm not just here to make like marketing fluff that everything is like, you know, perfect. You know, like I, I think it's important, you know, to show when players are upset and angry. I think like, that's what, you know, people that are interested in the team want to see, like they, they want to know that things matter and it's not just a game and they do care. And, and so I do photograph players when, when they're angry and, 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 you know, having a relationship with, with players is important leading up to those moments because I think there's trust there that they know that you're not going to try to exploit that. And, uh, that, you know, um, that you have still have their best interest in mind, like, uh, which I do. Um, but I think there's be able to show the wide range of sort of like, the lows and the highs of everything is, is, is what I love about what I do. And it's not just, we're going to make everything look like it's perfect. Um, but yeah, just trying to, you know, you, you get a sense for, okay, like I need to respect this moment. Maybe I don't take a photo because it's going to, it's going to attract way too much attention from what's really going on. Right. Um, typically you find ways, you know, you're around enough. People tend not to notice you anymore. There are certain guys you know you can get really close to, and there are certain guys that you just you can read body language and don't don't want you around. Um, so you pick up on that, you know, over the years, and, and you just try to use your you know your common sense and intuition to you know do what you need to do. In that sense, what is maybe one word that you would use to describe pursuing this kind of creative endeavor where you need like this deft touch and like sense of space amidst like this really like testosterone fueled kind of like violent environment? One word. Wow. Um, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't know that one word can sort of encapsulate that. I just think, you know, maybe it's just, you know, trust yourself. Um, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying about like having, having a vision and, and, and sticking to it and, and not compromising that, um, you know, for reasons that, you know, are out of your control. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just try to, I, if I, if I have an idea or something I believe in, like I, I, I'm willing to kind of like push the boundaries of, you know, should I be doing this? Is this okay? Like, is it worth waiting all this time? But yeah. And, and then certain times where you just have to you have to trust your instincts and say like, okay, it's time to move on. Um, uh, but yeah, it would be tough to, to, to put one word on that. Um, that's fine. That's just a, a little device that I use to get people to kind of answer a question briefly sometimes. <laughs> little a uh, little peek behind my curtain there but uh, right. in, that, in that sense uh, how compared to all the stuff you do your bio mentioned it you've touched on it how photogenic is football compared to some of the other stuff that you're photographing um I think it, it has a potential you know what's tough about football is you know you, you have these athletes and they're they're covered in all these pads and they have a face mask and and um, you know, so part of that is can be challenging just from a technical standpoint of like, you know, I have plenty of photos where, you know, um, you can't see the player's eyes, you know, during during a, a, a photo. And, and that's and that is really important for me to show, you know, show again, a human connection, the emotion. 
Um, I think in some ways, you know, it's, it's great because like, it, it's not like, you know, you know, a, a sort of like a more tame sport where maybe they're not showing aggression and emotion. Like I, I love the fact that they're, they're trying their hardest and they're gritting their teeth. And um, some of that comes out, you know, naturally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, because of the competitive nature and because of the, you know, the dynamic action of, of what's going on, um, I think that definitely lends itself to making good pictures for the most part. Nice. And in that sense, like you get to get out to the castle for practice, I, I've noticed. Do you kind of prefer the, the game day experience, which I'm sure is maybe a little more hectic or going out there and kind of grabbing some shots of the guys practicing? You know, I think there's unique. It's a unique experience for both, because obviously like game day, it's like uniform. This is what this is what they're they're playing for. But it only allows you a certain you know number of opportunities to do what you want to do and be creative. Because, again, it's like it's very regimented, regimented. And um, so there are certain things that that, you know, you can't can only get so close, you know, on, on, during a game day. Like whereas practice, you know, it doesn't have the pageantry of uh, the game day experience. But what it does have is the effort that that these guys put forth to get there. And I also, again, with my access, like I'm able to be much closer to the guys um, and get more unique angles of that. They tend also to tend to have their helmets off more. Um you know, when they're like, you know, resting in between activities. So like you can get that emotion more clearly without a helmet on. Um, guys also tend to, you know, they, they act a little bit different, you know, practice game day. Um, you know, like training camp is like one of my most favorite experiences to shoot just because it tells such a story of like all the hard work and the grind that it takes to even get to the season, let alone win a single game. And, you know, you're out there in July and it's, you know, a hundred degrees and, you know, um, the sweat's pouring off guys' faces. And it's just, you, you could just, there's something in the air about training camp um, that I think is just, has such a narrative built behind it that I, I just love going out there for a couple of days and uh, photographing the new players. You kind of building, you're, you're capturing the momentum of what this team is trying to build. So that's always really been um, a great and favorite experience of mine. Yeah, and I think in kind of a similar conversation, do you kind of prefer the more, in action, like candid stuff, or do you kind of prefer the portraits that you do? Because you do a great job with both, but uh, I think you're especially kind of famous for your portraits and like some of the ones you've taken of Lamar that have kind of gone around. Which which of those two do you prefer? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those portraits are are candid moments. You know, for, I, I don't I don't ever direct guys. You know, like for the most part, I like to photograph as if I'm not there, like as if these are just moments that are happening that aren't being affected by my presence. Um, so, like. You know, there are guys that sort of like they'll see me and they they want to do, you know, they'll pose and do something fun like that. And I'll, I'll take a couple snaps. But like you, you, for the most part, like that kind of stuff is not going to be in my portfolio. Like the team, like it, it does really well on social media. But, um, you know, I, I prefer the moments where it, it like it doesn't look like I'm there. Like it's it just it, to me, it brings much more in, intimacy there. Um, like it's a real life moment if, you know, the person you're photographing is not aware of the camera. That being said, like there are great moments when you know, a player will look my way and they won't pose, but they'll, they'll look right into the camera. And yeah, like that's sometimes you can get really special moments like that because, you know, aside from, aside from like a media day, uh, which I didn't even get to do last year, you know, I, I, that's the, about the only time of the whole year that I would be able to make a posed portrait, you know, like, you know, with lighting or the, and, and I would direct them, you know, in the past we've done where, uh, after the draft, we've had all our rookies come in and then I'll do like pose, create a portrait for them. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't direct anyone's actions. So like, 
being able to recreate something that I might do in a portrait session, you know, loosely, um, is pretty cool sometimes too. Nice. And kind of shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned, uh, traveling and how you kind of like those away destinations. What's been your favorite destination that you've gotten to go, go to so far, both on like a personal level and a professional one in terms of it being photogenic? Well, the, the, from a photography perspective, that's easy on the top of my head. Uh, um, all the new stadiums are really great. Uh, I haven't been to all of them yet, um, but the Vikings stadium uh, is, uh, that's the best stadium that I've been to just from a design and lighting standpoint. I mean, like the whole thing is like glass. It's got gorgeous diffused natural light coming in. The colors are bright. The design is not, um, you know, is not overly complicated. Um, and then like to that, but like, you know, like Green Bay is, is, you know, is an awesome place to shoot like Lambeau field. It's just so historic. And, um, there's, you know, they have, uh, they have a thing there where they don't have advertising in like the, the, the seating bowl. So it's all just seats and railings. Like the only writing in the whole thing is like their ring of honor, which is way up high. And it's just like, it's very, I mean, the hardest, the hardest thing of photographing football is having clean backgrounds and, and, and not having so much busyness going on in your background. So like, that's the thing you're fighting all the time. So, um, wherever you can go to minimize that, um, I think is great. Um, you know, I don't know that, that any place has like more of like a personal, um, you know, standout for me. Uh, I mean, we go to a, a lot of cool cities, but, um, I I'm, I'm interested in going, I've been seeing a lot of colleagues that have photographed at SoFi stadium in Los Angeles. Um, and that looks like it's going to be amazing. Um, I think, uh, we go to Oakland this year, um, or not Oakland, Las Vegas, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I heard that stadium, that seems pretty cool. I'm excited to, to shoot there. I haven't, I haven't been to all the stadiums yet, but I'm slowly checking off, um, all those on my list. The, uh, this just popped in my head and forgive me if it's a stupid question, but does that cowboy stadium just give you anxiety with some of the technical aspects you just mentioned there? You got the glare coming in when they're playing in the afternoon games and there's just a lot going on. What, what do you think of that? The Jerry world. You know, so it's funny you mentioned, funny you mentioned, that. I remember the first time I walked in there and it was just like, it's just such a tremendous presence when you're in there and you walk in from the, from the field level. But so, you know, I, I look at a lot of imagery from other games and other photographers, obviously, and you see those images of like the light pouring through and like, I have yet to get that at like, I think like Indy is another stadium that, that kind of has that. And I, I've only, I've only been to the, the Cowboys stadium twice, I think. And, um, never got that. Like I would want that light because it's so cool and so unique. And now it definitely presents some challenges because you know, you have a certain spot of the field that's like, nuclear with sunlight and then you have another spot right next to it of shade so like i like to shoot on manual so i can control all the camera settings so like it does provide some technical aspects but like but like going back to what i was saying like you know sometimes everything feels like it's the same happening every week so anytime there's like something dynamic going on that's different i gladly take any of the technical challenges um to have the ability to to mess around with that because you know you do this long enough like the technical side of things tends to fade away right like you 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 know i can you know, look, look out of the corner of my eye and I can see a cloud coming in front of the sun and I, I automatically move, move my camera settings. Like, you know, you, you get that intuition. So like that, that, that kind of stuff doesn't dictate what your vision is. And, and that's really freeing at some point because then you're really just able to focus on like exactly what you want to do and sort of the creative aspects of it. So yeah, I, I would love to, anytime 
you know, I go to stadiums that are, have those unique features. I'm always like praying, like, please let the roof be open or whatever. And then like, let it be more fun. What is your favorite football related photo you've taken and favorite non-football related photo you've taken? <laughs> this, this dreaded question. Um, <laughs> you know, it would be like, I, you know, I think that that photo that I, I mentioned earlier of, of Ray walking out of the tunnel, you know, that's up there. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty fickle with like, with my photos, like, you know, a, a photo that I, I, I like, you know, tends to, you know, wear off on me after, you know, a certain amount of time. And like, I'm always trying to do something different. So, um, you know, like a lot of the ones on my website are ones that I like. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to name a favorite because again, like, I like, I, I really enjoy different aspects about what I do. And there's so many different facets to capturing a football game, you know, m- most of the ones I'm drawn to are not the action photos. They're the, they're the, you know, the feature moments, like the, the more emotional moments, like I call them on my website, the moments in between, I mean, that's what really gets me going. Um, and you know, a personal photo, you know, like I took a photo with my cell phone the day I came home, um, with my second baby. Um, and, uh, it's a photo literally like my, you know, my newborns on my chest and I'm taking the photo like this. You can see him, you can see my, uh, my 18 month old at the time, my wife. And, um, it's like such a simple photo, but like, it has like, I just, I, it, it jettisons me back to that moment. Um, and that's all, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that sticks with me personally. Another kind of random one off the top of my head. What do you make of like all, like pretty much everyone having like a relatively nice camera in their pocket now with the iPhone relatively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, not necessarily the iPhone, like definitely like, um, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's devalued what I do, uh, but it sort of has, uh, you know, there used to be a time when professional photographers were the only ones that had access to professional equipment and because it costs a lot of money and, um, you know, now not necessarily even just from an iPhone, but, um, even like entry level cameras are, are all amazing. Right. So like, you know, um, everyone thinks they're a photographer, which is great. Like, um, and, and, and really what it's done is it just pushes me to be better at what I do because, you know, I, I get approached by young photographers all the time about advice and, you know, they're always asking me like, you know, like, can you give me a generic advice and, and how, how do I make a career out of this? And, um, you know, there's no simple answer to that, but basically like it's no longer, you'll no longer achieve success by, by taking good photographs. Like so many people out there can take good photographs. So many people can take great photographs. What, what will bring you success is being different and standing out like in a, in a, in a world where everyone's just like scrolling through their feeds and it's like sports photo after sports photo. And, and it's like, what, what can make you stop? You know, like, so, and that's what the good thing is, is that like no camera can give you that, right. That, that all comes from like who you are as an artist. And um, so that's always pushing me um, to be more innovative with, you know, with, you know, the same equipment that I know other people are using. Um, that being said, I mean, iPhones are great. Like I photographed a game, uh, years ago, um, a Ravens game, just, just with my iPhone, the whole game, um, because it was a game. So basically, um, up until this past year, um, I had split away games with our other team photographer, Phil. So he did half, I did half. And, uh, it it was a year that we played uh, the giants and it was a game he was scheduled to cover. And a new phone came out. I got the phone and I just like asked the Ravens like, Hey, can I come? And I'll just, I just want to document the whole game with my phone. And they let me, and it was re- it's a really cool challenge. Um, obviously you don't have the same technical prowess with a phone as you do with professional camera. So it forces you to see things differently and, and to be much more mindful of, of your composition and stuff like that. But, um, it was fun. 
Yeah, I think that's well said. It kind of makes you almost stand out more in the way that you know how to frame something and how to kind of, you know, get the best out of an image or like a, whatever it might be. I think uh, I think that's really well said. Um, a li- hopefully a little bit more of a fun one for you here. Um, and I think we've kind of danced around this a little bit, but being a photographer, I'm sure you've kind of naturally found yourselves uh, in people's way is maybe not a nice way to put it. Um, is, you got any like funny stories about like interactions with like players or coaches there? You don't have to get yourself in trouble or anything, but uh, what uh, um, you got any in uh, in that respect? I don't know about funny stories, but I can, without going into too much detail, I can tell you that um, over the years um, that Coach Harbaugh is not always a huge fan of uh, me being around. <laughs> in certain moments, shocker, um, you know, uh, and not that I'm doing anything that I shouldn't be doing, but you know, it's like, you know, before game, like the tensions are running high, like everyone cares so much, obviously. Um, you know, he's very passionate, uh, about what he does and I'm very passionate about what I do. And, um, there's definitely been some moments when my, my presence has been requested to leave the said area that we have been in. And, you know, I won't say a funny way, but, uh, a way that I understood what he was, uh, getting at at the time. So, um, but yeah, for the most part, you know, I mean, you know, uh, obviously Marshall Yanda retired recently and he was, uh, he was like my arch enemy. Um, he hated, I mean, he was a great guy and, and we had a great relationship. It was, you know, but he on game days, like he hated, uh, I don't know if he hated photography, but he definitely didn't like get his picture taken. He didn't want anyone in his business. And he had, uh, he had some fun ways to, to, to let you know that like if we were out like, at the huddle, you know, he would just take the water bottle and just like squirt you with the water bottle uh, to let you know that maybe that wasn't a good time to take his picture. And, you know, we laugh about it in between. And sometimes he definitely, he got really serious, um, you know, uh, you know, certain moments before a game, but for the most part, it was, it was very playful. And, and uh, but, you know, he, he was the most notable player that, that definitely doesn't like, you know, to be on camera, I would say. If you don't mind telling the, the uh, story to me in the audience, how did the whole uh, Madden cover situation come about? Oh yeah. So, I mean, that was like one of the, <laughs> one of the good things that came out of, of the pandemic is uh, so basically, you know, um, EA sports produces the Madden football game every year. They typically have, I think they have like an in-house photographer um, or, you know, sometimes they hire, hire freelance photographers that have this shoot, they have this concept for the cover, what it's going to look like, and they they commission a shoot. Um, and that couldn't happen this year because no one could travel. It was like the, the, the peak of like the shutdown. So basically, you know, um, they, you know, they knew it was going to be Lamar before, you know, everyone else. And they, I guess they had started pulling imagery together and that led them, you know, like they wanted to see what, what they could do with available imagery, whether it be from wire services or from the team. So um, they got in contact with the team and they had already put together like what's called a, a creative deck of the kind of the concept that they wanted to execute. And they had photos in there and, and a lot of photos um, that they had in there were ones that I've, I've taken some, some they knew that I had taken some they didn't know, but it was like, I was like pleasantly surprised that like I had all the images that essentially they, they were interested in. So, you know, they went to the Ravens, the Ravens, um, you know, contacted me and were like, Hey, like, this could be a thing. Like they want to see like, you know, the imagery that we have. So I would say arguably I have the best, you know, library of images of Lamar Jackson in the world. <laughs> so, um, I had like, you know, two years worth of, uh, of imagery that I, I kind of put together for them, but mostly from games, but some from practices and, uh, some from like media day. And I sent that to them and, 
Um, they kind of picked out their favorites and, and that's kind of how it all came to be. Nice. With it being a little bit more of an abstract kind of free flowing pursuit, I'm curious if you have any goals like short term or long term that you want to accomplish with photography. Yeah, you know, um, I guess just to like, I mean, I'm, I'm focused on, you know, uh, the commercial side of my business and doing stuff for advertising. So just working with with different brands um, and organizations, um, you know, I think that's that's a goal. It just just to, just keep having opportunities to be creative and and. In, in different venues and different outlets, you know, different sports, um, just trying to, trying to do, do that kind of stuff to keep the variety. And, um, I mean, I, I love what I do, you know, with the Ravens. I've obviously, I mean, I, we've gone to a Super Bowl. I've gone to a Super Bowl with them. So like I, I've lived that out and that's great. And I hope we get more of those cause that was an awesome experience. Um, so I think my, my goals now are, are to continue to, to try to be innovative with what I do for the Ravens and then to just uh, work with a variety of, of brands and, and other sports um, with the commercial side of my business. Nice. Well, last one, I got one for you here. We uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit already. And uh, like you said, I'm sure people are blowing you up all the time. But what is just one piece of advice you would give to aspiring creatives, not just photographers? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, trust yourself and be different. You know, um, that is what is going to catch the eyes of people that are hiring creatives you know, people are looking for innovators and people with, with, with great ideas, not already, you know, great visuals, you know, and, and, and I, I try to hold myself to the standard and I, and I feel like I fail miserably, but um, you know, you know, like I, I see, you know, pictures that I admire are, you know, concepts and I'm just like, Oh, that's like the best idea ever. Even, even if like the execution of it is maybe just sort of okay you know, like uh, the, the, the name of the game now is, is, is coming up with the ideas that are going to set the trends, you know, uh, versus like hopping on the back event at back end of a trend that already exists. So uh, just trying to stand out and, and taking risks. So like, I maybe, maybe that's it, like take risks, like, you know, specifically with football photographers, you know, like I, I, um, I preach that a lot, you know, like I said, when I, when I go out and I scout my, my area and the, like an image that's in my head, if I truly believe in something, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to pass up other opportunities that may come along, uh, with the end goal of seeing this vision through. And it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you do that and it's just like, uh, kind of sucks, you know, and, and you may miss out on like a safer shot, but, um, taking those risks and, and the images that result, you know, sometimes from doing that, I think is what has helped propel me in my career and, and help my work stand out a little bit compared to maybe, you know, if I only just took safe pictures all the time. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, you know, so much for being so generous with your time. I hope it didn't, you know, butcher half of the uh, stuff we were talking about there as far as your profession goes. I'm a definite, definite neophyte with photography, but uh, I definitely learned a lot here. I think our audience is going to learn a lot. It was a fun chat for me. Uh, before we get you out of here, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug your work, your social media, whatever you want to do. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, this was great. And you, you did just fine. So don't worry about that. Um, but you know, like for my, my most recent day to day work, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Sean underscore Hubbard. And, uh, that's kind of taking the place of like my blog. And then my website is Sean Hubbard photo.com. Um, I try to keep that updated, but that's where you can see a larger body of my, of my work. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again. You have yourself a great weekend and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks Jake. You too. Bye. Take care. Gorlami. Gorlami. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.
Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.